Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, the Jazz in the Summer League last night. We were over there broadcasting from the arena, and uh, there was a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement heading into uh, those games, and the Jazz uh, ended up getting beat by Memphis. I'm not sure anybody really cares so much about the scores, but they were curious to see what some of the young fellas could do out on the floor. And I'll say this, man. Um, I thought that Tony Bradley was pretty interesting to watch. 15 boards. He did score a little bit here and there. But he might have some promise, Austin. I I have not watched him much because there hasn't been a whole lot to see. But he seems as though he's really making a push. He's still only 21 years old. But uh, it'll be the Jazz are in need of another big man and another point guard. So we'll see whether Tony Bradley can uh, contribute to the to the main team this year. Yeah, what, were you impressed by him overall? I I know he had the, the 14 and 15 and the two blocks. Yeah. But, uh, and I know he's worked on his body a lot, and uh, his comprehension and fundamentals have been praised by those who have worked with him in the offseason so far. But I still saw a big gap from yeah. where he needs to be, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He looks stronger to me. He looks strong on the floor, uh, but uh, not particularly athletic. And uh, But if he can rebound, if you can rebound in the NBA, man, you can get a job. And you, you might find a place for yourself. So we'll see if uh, if he can do that. That was one of the things I wanted to see in last night's game, and it, it, it is something I saw. Uh, Mr. Brantley was looked like the best of the three second-round picks for the Jazz. Too early to tell, really, or draw any conclusions. But he seems like a versatile guy, 5 of 11 shots. Uh, did you have any thoughts on uh, Darrell Brantley? I did. They were irresponsible thoughts because I thought, oh my gosh, did the Jazz strike gold again in the second round? Have they found a guy that's going to surprise the NBA in a year or two where everyone's going to go, where did this guy come from? Why did he not get drafted when they read or hire when they redo the 2019 draft? Where's Jarrell Brantley going to go? And it was completely, utterly irresponsible for me to do that after one summer league game, but that's what I thought after I watched yeah. him play. Well, look, we're all, we're all hungry for information, hungry for what uh, these guys might be able to to do and everybody loves the sort of the yeah the, the guy who comes out of nowhere the Cinderella story a second round pick that can uh, take advantage of the Jazz's situation with a some, something of a depleted roster really right now they need bodies who can contribute they need bodies who can develop they need guys who are cheap uh, that's what they need and so if Brantley can fill a role with the Jazz I think he sort of has an indicator that maybe there's an opportunity there and man, you know, when the opportunity is there, you got to take advantage of it. Uh, I was not surprised by this, but it was pretty interesting how full the arena was last night. That lower bowl was jammed. And all that tells me is that there are great basketball fans in the state of Utah and that the Jazz fan base is energized right now about the team. They were energized anyway with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, but you add in these new moves the Jazz have made, and I think it stokes that fire even more. I did see Justin Zanuck last night, uh, talked to him briefly, and uh, obviously he can't comment on any of the moves, uh, but let me say it this way. He seemed happy. He seemed happy. 
And he should be. Man, the reviews are continuing to pour in from around the country. The Jazz continue to gain praise for these moves they've made. And uh, this, these are coming from basketball people. It's not necessarily your casual fan that's saying this. It's coming from people who know the value of a Bogdanovich, who know the value of an Ed Davis when the Jazz lose Derek Favors, who certainly know the value of a Mike Conley. These guys are not household names, but they are very, very good, solid, elite basketball players who, you know, aren't household uh, all-star names. And people are pretty stoked about uh, the smart moves the Jazz have made. However, I did see... According to Vegas, the Jazz's odds for an NBA title have moved slightly. They've moved from 33 to 1 to 20 to 1. Now, I'm not a gambler. I don't even know what that means, really. But I do know this, that they are still only the 11th best odds to win it all. 11th best, Austin. That's pretty. I I, uh, I was surprised by that. I mean, there's teams. I can go through and list the teams that are that have better odds in front of them. But I kind of disagree with that. I think the Jazz's odds should be better than that. Although, if I understand this right, are you a gambler, Russ? Uh, n- no. You know my one gambling story. We went to Las Vegas. I sat down at the $5 blackjack table. I said, hit me. I busted. I got up and I left. And I've never done it since. Now, Hans <clears> Olsen, <throat> on the other hand, whew, watch out. He, kn- he knows his way around a You got to table. know when to hold him. Do you know, I, I know that whole song. It's my karaoke go-to. It's either that or Neil Diamond. People say that when I you sing Kenny Rogers, I do Kenny Rogers in a Neil Diamond voice. So <clears throat> even though I sing Kenny Rogers, it's kind of in a Neil Diamond voice. It is, but it sounds good. It's a little raspy, like it. a little forced. I, I get plenty of applause. I actually entered into a karaoke competition on a cruise once. And things were going really good. Uh-huh. I, I w- it was Neil Diamond, Kenny Rogers, and Karen Comp- Carpenter all the way through. And then? I did Close to You, Karen Carpenter. Oh, all right. Just like me. And that one, I take a little bit of the rasp out of it, and I try to be a little bit more soft. Okay. And uh, we were in the semifinals, and I was going head-to-head with this other artist. I'll call him an artist, even though it's it's karaoke. It was Sam the Butcher from uh, from the you know Main Street, USA. Uh, yeah, well, it might have been Sam the Butcher, but he had he had a velvet voice. I thought in order to compete with this guy, I had to get away from traditional, and I had to get a little bit more aggressive. So I went with Johnny Cash, a boy named Sue. Okay. And if you've ever karaoke to a boy named Sue, which I'm sure you have, because we all have. Never have, but go you, ahead. You haven't? No. If you karaoke to a boy named Sue, if you get out of rhythm... With a boy named Sue, because, you know, his his vocals are off rhythm with the instrument. Okay. And if you get off rhythm, it jacks up the whole song. And I was doing okay, and then I lost part of it, and I lost to the guy. Is it kind of like a speed weave on a motorcycle when you, I don't you, know. you start getting into What's that? What's a speed weave? What's, Sometimes <laughs> when you're going real fast, you get into this weave, and people think, oh, I better slow down. But if you slow down, the weave gets bigger. Oh, so fishtail kind of thing. So you got to speed yeah, up. Yeah, you got to speed up. To get out of it. Got to press the gas. And so you got into that weave a little I, bit. I might have slowed down too much. And crashed. But I was just saying, Hans, that uh, and thanks for sitting in. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. That the Jazz went from 33 to 1 odds to 20 
to one odds to win an NBA championship with their moves. I thought that their odds would be a little better than that. Twenty-two to one, you said. Twenty to one. Now they were. Does that put to them one. as the second, third best odds? Eleventh best. Yeah. Yeah. Then that that's way lower than I thought. Well, I thought that they were kind of projected at least number two in the West now, which would seem to put them. I mean, even with Brooklyn's moves, where they're going to have to sit and wait for Kevin Durant, it should put them. Number two, number three. Okay, let me read this off to you. Who do you think's number one? The Lakers. The Lakers. Lakers yeah. are now, let me see, three to one. The Milwaukee Bucks, eight to one. The Brooklyn Nets, nine to one. The Philadelphia Sixers, nine to one. The Golden State Warriors, ten to one. Still. Okay. You still haven't said um, Toronto. Houston Rockets, ten to one. Uh, we we had Kurt Heelan on today, uh-huh. and he said he would still handicap the Houston Rockets as the number one team in the West. Really? Yep. Toronto Raptors ten to one. The Boston Celtics fourteen to one. The Nuggets sixteen to one, and the Clippers sixteen to one, and the Jazz are next okay. at twenty to one. We've got a serious problem here. You know why? Why? Serious problem. That means that Kawhi Leonard is going to L.A. Because Vegas wouldn't handicap Toronto at that if he was staying in Toronto. And and L.A. looks more handicapped and ready for Kawhi to go to L.A. What was L.A.? Two to one? Three to one. Three to one? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I saw a tweet today that somebody sent out that someone went to one of the sports books in Vegas and dropped $10,000 on the Lakers to win a title. And the last time that happened was when there was a big move. When, I think it was when LeBron was going there. And so someone is extrapolating that uh, Kawhi might be headed that way. Which brings us to our stop number two on our split story of the day. I want to ask you this, Hans. Is the NBA better, NBA better off if Kawhi Leonard ends up with the Lakers, or is it worse off? Worse off. Why? Are you saying you're just talking about NBA? Are you talking about revenue, interest? What are you talking just, about? Just in general. For, for me, it's worse off. I, I don't want to see it. To me, I'd, I'd rather be gagged with a spoon. So, so do you think uh, that it's bad for the NBA as a whole, not just for your interest? Is it better for the NBA for the Lakers to be good? Yes. Than for them to be missing the playoffs? 100%. You can't argue against it. Yeah, I think the only thing that would make the NBA better, NBA better than if the Lakes, Lakers were good is if the Knicks were good. And because I, I'll never forget, Gordon, a few years back during Linsanity when things were going crazy. You remember Novak was hitting on the outside and Jeremy Lin was having a crazy run. And the Knicks and the interest and the excitement around the NBA, it, it all built. It, it was it was fun to watch. It was it was the coverage was exciting. So I think that the Knicks brings such a different perspective or a different audience or a different level of interest. I would say the Lakers second to the Knicks probably bring that interest. Man, I'd say that it's been what's it been twenty twenty five so, years since the Knicks have been relevant. So I've been listening to you for years. You're kind of a Lakers honk, right? Like no, you're, not really. I didn't really like. I wasn't much of a fan of the Lakers when I was down there in LA. 
But you're kind of like a Lakers guy, though. Like you. Well, I'm aware of the Lakers. Uh, I thought Magic Johnson was a better point guard than John Stockton, and so, be, but so does almost everybody who's not a Jazz fan. So, uh, so somehow Jake liked to tag. Why me did you say that so condescendingly? Like neener neener. Yeah, you really say, you like you added a little bit of twist on there, like not yeah, a just so you know you're an idiot if you don't agree. Well, I mean, it's because I've argued with people who Go are Jazz! in our business Woo-hoo! who who have uh, who have said that they think John Stockton is better than Magic Johnson when it was clear that he, that he, he was great. He just wasn't quite as good as Magic. Isn't isn't that kind of like saying Tim Duncan was a sinner? Now, that sounds like something a jazz fan would say. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, come on now. That, that sounds like Was Magic good. Johnson really a point but, but, guard? But Carl Malone was really, was really a center, too, for the jazz. He was their offensive center. Well, wait a second. Wait, now, don't kick up another argument. I need to get into this argument. <laughs> Look who it is. It's my favorite man in the whole world. Throwing out incredible deals. We're wow. going to be blowing your arms off here in just a minute. Boom. Anyway, where were we? Um, I think that the Lakers being good is better for the NBA. I think that Kawhi with Anthony Davis and LeBron James makes me sick. Yeah, I don't like it either. It makes me sick. It's it's a glut. It's um, it's just kind of a stop. It's it's what the Golden State Warriors were when everything was clicking, and Kevin Durant was like, "I'll come." And now I do think that the Lakers are going to have a tougher task assembling the rest of the roster. But if Kawhi Leonard goes to L.A., you're going to have some really good old dogs that want that ring. And so you're going to fill your roster with guys that are willing to take a handshake deal and an opportunity to get on a ring. Iguodala will end up there probably, and uh, Carmelo. I read that somewhere that that's a possibility. Well, anytime you've got LeBron, anything you, there's a potential of Carmelo. Yeah. Like it's just I don't want to see it. I'd rather see Kawhi go somewhere else. Uh, and the Lakers. See, this is the thing that bothers me about it to some extent. You have a, a mid a mid market team like the Jazz. I call them mid market. Some people say small market. Mid-market, and the guys are out there doing their homework, piecing this thing together with their brains. The Lakers, at times, and they've stumbled now for a while, but they make all these mistakes, and then they wipe that slate clean by just going out and signing LeBron and Kawhi and yeah. getting <clears throat> Anthony Davis one way or the other. And It's not it, like they did it and built it right, the right way. Right. I don't like, like that. Like the Jazz are doing. Yeah. Or... Or like even like Golden State did until Kevin Durant entered the scene. Yeah, uh, I think the Oklahoma City did it the right way when they when they built to a Western Conference contender, they built it the right. I know what you're saying. And you know, maybe <laughs> people say life's not fair. Maybe NBA basketball is not fair. Sometimes these things, certain franchises have advantages over another. But I look at what the Jazz are doing, and I think, wow, they're doing it with their brains. The Lakers, if they get Kawhi. They're doing it because of the Lakers. I'm, I am keeping my fingers crossed that Jeannie Buss gives more power to Rob Palenka, and Palenka just destroys the whole thing. I hope it melts down. I'm not a fan of how he's handled business. I'm not a fan of how the shooting guard, Magic Johnson, came in and had any type of influence or role on, on the NBA. The shooting guard? Whatever he Magic was. Johnson. He's not a point guard. Well, he 
he handled the ball. <laughs> I know that. He, he 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 got a bunch of assists. But so does James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> so do we call James Harden a point guard? Well, okay. Before we we go to Tom here, uh, explain to me the term pure point guard. I, I I've never understood what that what that <clears throat> means. Okay, I'm going to do it in in the most simplistic terms okay. for you to understand. Okay, John Stockton. What is, is pure point guard? <laughs> no, that's, that's the description. Of I don't know what the hell pure point guard means. It means it's a short guy who Hold can't on. do anything Hold else. On. Let me reiterate. John Stockton, pure point guard. <laughs> what is that? Now, that's the best argument that's ever been had in Big Show history. John Stockton it, 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 is the best point guard. I agree. I was lying Thank when you. I did that. Cause those I can't believe I finally mouth. made an argument that swayed no, you. No, it didn't. And, and look, uh, Bowler and I argued that for years, and finally we had a showdown. We called 22 basketball experts, and the final tally was Magic 21, John Stockton 1. That is not true. It, True. Bowler, if you're listening, it, please it call. Is, Bowler, I need to read. It, it is true. The only, you know, who the one vote for Stockton, and that was a sympathy vote. Steve Cleveland, <laughs> twenty-one to one. I don't even believe it. It is. It's true. Oh so, man, you crack me up. Don't don't give me any of that. Well, he's a Laker guy. I'm not. When I'm, when you said you had it out with Bowler, have you talked to PK since draft night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys are okay. Oh, since our uh, yeah. the argument we had. You're all right? Yeah. Okay. Because it got weird. Is it weird? Is that the uh, word? Well, yeah. I felt like Jake Scott for a minute, just sitting there and letting the fighting occur and not getting involved in stopping it. Like, uh, you guys were at each other's throat, yeah. and there was nothing I could do about it. It was an argument, but that's what, uh, that's what, we, that's what we do. Well, Jake just sits back and lets you argue. He needs to, like, hey, Gordon, just calm it down. Because Jake was in there, right? Yeah. He, no, he was back at the studio. Remember? Oh, Jake was at the studio. Uh-huh. But I will was tell you, you and Scotty over there letting. Okay, PK then, and I then go it's out. not on me. Who was leading the show? Scotty. Well, somebody needed to stop in. Scotty and, and was step leading in. it on our end, and, and Jake was. Tom, at the did other. you hear this whole thing? I was. I was definitely listening. It was bad. Like bad, I'm I, bad, I, bad. It was just an argument. No, it was like watching was debate. Two grown men. You used words to cut each other. Like, it went personal. Did it really? It got personal. PK's one of my best friends. No, because PK started going, bruh, 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 bruh. Oh, bruh. that's what you always do when you argue. It was like... Uh, that, I said that to him. <laughs> it, was like, it was like watching Jack Lemon and who's... who's the, uh, the odd couple. You know, from uh, Grumpy Old Men. Jack, well, and they were the Walter odd couple, Matthew. too. Walter yeah. Matthau. I thought I was watching Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau, like, debate catfishing. It's like, what is going on with the two of you? We did go after a little bit, didn't we? Yeah, but you guys are okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. PK's my good buds. Okay. Yeah. I just just let him know because he's, he's spreading some rumors. Oh, what did he say? That's SOP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe ask Austin. I'm sure he's heard them because they're, they're scattered through the he, office. Oh, really? I mean, <laughs> he came up to me afterward, shook my hand, and said, we're all good. Yeah. I said, of course we're all good. <laughs> That's the best. Man. Oh, my gosh. All right. We'll be right back. Right I'm here from the big show. 